Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July the 8th. In the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. As you also know, ladies and gentlemen, that we believe the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. Welcome to the one and only Liberty Roundtable live radio program. We are live six days a week, Monday through Saturday. On the Sabbath, we rest. Two hours a day, hard-hitting talk, less commercials than anybody else on your on your radio. And, uh, well, we recap the previous show and then kick into the news the networks refuse to use. That's who we are. That's what we do. It's all about God, family, and country. A quick recap of yesterday's show. We had Becky Akers co-host with us, a freelance writer. She's also a historian. She's written articles uh, in the Christian Science Monitor, the Washington Post, uh, the Barron's Magazine, the New York Post, American History Magazine, the Independent Review, Military History Magazine, the Ottawa Citizen, LouRockwell.com, Forbes.com, and many other publications, and of course, uh, websites. She's also on Liberty Roundtable Live, a once a month breaking things down. She's an anarchist, folks. It doesn't mean she wants mob rule. It just means she believes that government is never the answer. She believes that we can you know what? Secure our rights by ourselves and or by private contracts. And that we don't need people lording over us. We should have God. And then we the people and we the people could contract for security and safety. Uh, we can have um, all kinds of uh, solutions that way. And you know what? For the most part, I agree with her point. Although I do believe there needs to be uh, limited government. I believe governments are instituted among men by the consent of the governed uh, to protect and defend the proper role of government can work, does work, historically has a track record of working. The problem is when the people aren't moral, we lose our liberties. When the people aren't jealously guarding their liberties, when the people aren't educated, etc., etc., the founders said you have a republic if you can keep it, meaning you've got to be engaged and involved and educated and all these things, moral, all these things to make it happen, see? So Becky believes in virtually no government, that we could do it all by private uh, contracts. I believe in very minimal government. Even though we don't agree perfectly on everything, you know what? We can politely agree to disagree on things we don't understand or agree on. Uh, and you know what? We can still work towards less government, more personal responsibility, less abuse of our rights, more defense of our rights, more education. And you know what? In the public forum of ideas, Becky can articulate her arguments. I can do the same. You, ladies and gentlemen, can listen to whoever you think has the most common sense answers and gravitate towards their solutions. But let's all, in the free think tank of ideas in America, 
uh, let's work on it, come up with the best answers, the best solutions. I can tell you this, where there's less government, there's more freedom in a moral population. Where there's no government in an immoral population, you have trouble. Betwixt those realities, shall we find the proper role of government, we pray and hope, right? Becky Akers is also, in, in addition to being an award-winning columnist, she's an incredible author. She's written two books, one called Hailstorm. It's a novel about Nathan Hale, one of the greatest patriots, in my opinion, the world has ever known. He's the guy that said, I'm sad that I only have one life to give for my country, right? He, she also wrote a book called Abducting Arnold. And that's the other side of the Benedict Arnold story with facts and details from history you may not be aware of. Anyway, both novels are available now. Look for them by name. Becky Akers, Abducting Arnold, or Becky Ailes, or Becky Akers, Hailstorm. Uh, anyway, great novels, by the way. She does a phenomenal job. Uh, she's fun. She's educational. She points us all to God Almighty, as she should. Uh, very interesting to talk to, and I have tremendous respect and appreciation for her deep-thinking prose. That's one thing you got to give people credit for, whether you agree with them or not. This is where the mutual respect of America comes in. This is where the civility um, in my opinion, cards should be played. We can be civil to one another, even if we don't see eye to eye on everything, right? And, and so, Becky, you know what? you got to give her credit. She's well thought out. You ask her questions. She doesn't go, uh, um, I don't know. In other words, I have some weird idea because somebody spun it to me and I don't really know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. She's studied this stuff historically. She's researched. She's a deep thinker. You ask her questions and she has answers. You may or may not agree with her answers, but you know what? you got to agree they're well thought out. They're well-researched. They've got evidence and, and examples to, to validate the points. I hope my pros have such credibility, right? Uh, but again, we don't have to agree on everything, folks. That isn't what this broadcast is about. I don't just put on guests that I agree with. I don't agree all the time. Now, sometimes you might think that I agree with a guest because I'm polite to them, because I let them say what they want to say, because I even help them at times make their points. That doesn't mean that I totally agree with them. I make it very clear what my beliefs are. So I am not an anarchist. I am not a complete libertarian with a few election cycles gone wrong. I don't believe that zero government is the answer. Becky does, though. Now, I'm here to help her make her points. I'm here to give her a chance to articulate her views so that you, the people, can think what you want about it. So you can say, you know what, Sam, I think she's right and you're not right. That's okay. So I'm not here to, uh, to um, attack her. I'm not here to try to argue and prove that I'm right against her. I'm I'm here to let you hear what she thinks, and you can make up your own minds. I'm even known, whether I, even if I disagree sometimes, to help her make the point that she's making. Why? Because I've researched her points, oftentimes. I've researched what she has to say. I've researched her positions on topics, and you know what? There's a lot of common sense to them. They're hard to argue against. But I can still have my beliefs, even though I can see that, uh, you know, she has her views. So oftentimes when you hear me talk to a guest, I'll even be helping the guest make points that I may or may not agree with. You say, well, Sam, how do we ever know where you stand then? Well, if you listen to a single show, you may not know where I stand, right? Because I'm not going to be rude to my guests. I don't have my guests on to try to barbecue them, to destroy their arguments, to show my argumentative superiority or whatever you want to say, uh, my debate skills. It, that's not what it's about. It's about you learning what they think and why and the different points of view. And then you can draw your own conclusions. So oftentimes I'll even help them make this point. Uh, so anyway, I don't, I don't want to digress and spend forever on this. But if you want to know what I think, then you got to listen to me carefully because I will tell you. I just may not blatantly argue with my guest about it to have them on to hammer my points home. I'll have them on to let you hear their view. 
I'll have them on to um, sometimes highlight the differences between us politely. But I don't have my guests on to barbecue them and attack them. So when you hear me, you say, Sam, you know what? You're pretty hardcore when Becky's on, but yet you're not as hardcore when you have, uh, say, Pete Sepp on. What, what's up with that? Are you like a chameleon, Sam? No, no, no. I'm just polite to my guests and respectful. And I agree with some of what both of them say. In fact, a lot of, most of what both of them say, but not 100%. Take an Ammon Bundy. I don't agree with him 100% either, but I think Ammon Bundy is one of the best true blue guys on the planet. I'll defend Ammon Bundy. I'll defend Pete Sepp. I'll defend Becky Akers. I'll defend James Edwards. I'll defend these people, even if I don't agree with everything they say. Why? Because they're good, honest, moral people. They're the American people. And just like the founding fathers, just because Benjamin Rush... I didn't agree exactly with Thomas Jefferson, who didn't agree exactly with Benjamin Franklin, who didn't agree exactly with John Adams, who didn't agree exactly with Patrick Henry, who didn't agree exactly with... Okay, see what I'm saying? They still worked together. They still had the um, focus of civility. You would say, well, they weren't civil, Sam. You know, at times they weren't. You're right. They make mistakes too. Don't forget it. They're just people like we are. But the goal should be mutual respect for one another, kindness. When we disagree, we can do so agreeably. We can still be kind and respectful to one's beliefs. So oftentimes when you hear me interview guests, and I'm very kind and polite to them, and even helping them make their points, oftentimes it doesn't mean that I completely agree. It does mean that I'm polite and respectful and I'm having their on, them on because I have enough respect for their views, even if I disagree with them, to where I think you should hear them and make up your own mind. And I can be kind and decent to them. And then I can have my own views as well, which I'm entitled to. And I hope my views um, receive the same respect and civility that theirs do. That's all we're talking about, right? For example, the New York Times says the American flag is divisive. Boy, howdy, sadly are they right. Becky and I broke down why we thought it was so. Becky doesn't want to even look at the flag. She's so disgraced by it. Not what the flag used to be. I articulated that to me it means the founding father rescue, and she agreed and wished it were that way. But she also won't even want to look at the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag. I don't pledge allegiance to what it's become and its perversions, but to what it stood for and what I hope it to stand for again someday with my work and the work of others. See, it's just different ways of looking at the same thing. Am I ashamed of what we've done in America today? Uh, to a great degree, I am. But I'm not going to down this country over it. I'm going to try to restore the republic. So it's all viewpoint, ladies and gentlemen. What is the true meaning of patriotism? We can debate that till the cows come home. A lot of people believe it's wave the flag, promote your military personnel, and uh, you know talk good uh, on the Fourth of July about America. Tell a story to make your you know make the tears flow, and and you've done your patriotic duty. See, I don't think so. I think patriotic patriotism personally is living the commandments of God Almighty, because He's the author of our liberty. And true patriotism means fidelity to God, and then family. It means believing in the God ordained traditional family. One father, one mother, legally and lawfully wedded. An organization God has put together, marriage, male and female, created them, welcoming children to the earth, raising families in righteousness, teaching the next generation what patriotism means. See, it's about God, family, and country. That, to me, is patriotism. Fidelity to all three. Cuomo declares emergency over gun violence in New York. They say it's a first for a state. New York Times, to me it's a disaster. It means gun-grabbing days are coming. Beware, my fellow Americans. Don't let them trash your Second Amendment, please. Quick pause. Liberty Roundtable Live continues in seconds. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? 
Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for your honest money report. That means Brian Rust, RustQuentingit.com. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you much, Sam. Glad to be with you. Man, there's so much to talk about, so little time. Let's get right to it. Honest Money Report, where's gold sitting, sir? Uh, 1,817.9. All right, seven, not nine. Okay. Uh, silver's 26.16. 26.16? Right. All right, is yep. this up or down? Uh, silver's down 19 cents from last week. Gold's up $39 from last week. On, you know, 1817.90, 26.16. Correct. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, what does this mean? We don't see a whole lot of change, really, do we? No. Usually sometimes in the summertime we see kind of a, a drop down in the metals, um, basically. But, yeah, over the last year and a half it hasn't really done that. It's been pretty strong, you know, stayed pretty strong. And it's still, you know, physical still uh, strong. By, you know, buying and uh, buying um, – Still quite a bit of buying going on and so on. So I think, I think it's a good opportunity right now to, to, to buy kind of as it's, uh, it's come down just a touch or so. But I still, these are good opportunities to, uh, you know, acquire metal. Um, I mean, with all what's going on. It's I always mean, a great time to buy metal. Inflation starting to rear its ugly head. I know a, a lot of people would say, Sam, that's been going on for a while. It's just been kind of hidden and not, not seen because of the flush uh, of money due to the COVID, you know, stimulus and all this other kind of stuff. 
But we're starting to see pain at the pump. Gasoline rises to seven-year high, up 40% since January. That's not insignificant, Brian. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's that just you know showing that inflation is kind of you know hitting us. Housing prices, lumber prices. I mean, food. I mean, you, you look at a lot of things, and uh, and uh, so yeah, absolutely, we're seeing that. The question becomes, you know, gas is one thing. I can try to um, whatever you want to say, drive less. But people are saying, get ready for higher grocery bills for the rest of the year, Brian. That is not something that I have a lot of control over. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, th- I think that, you know, I mean, uh, the overall picture, I, th- I think, you know, t- if you look at that, basically, I mean, we've we've allowed, we've allowed our farmers to, you know, to, they've, they've gone to the farmer and said, okay, well, let's let's not grow any more product. We'll, we'll pay you not to grow nothing, you know, because we're bringing food in from other countries. Well, that's interesting. Uh you know, and then now we're, they're talking about, well, with the heat and so on, and they can't water and the crops, we're going to have a beef problem, right? So, I mean, there's just all kinds of things going on. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we probably should have, you know, yeah, food's a big, big issue right there, no doubt about it. Food prices will continue to rise in 2021. Here's why. And then that is by Bloomberg, okay? Yeah. Now, I find this an interesting topic because if they would say why, we would say why, and I think we'll have different viewpoints on why. Here's what they say, Brian. If it feels like you're getting less for your dollar at the grocery store, we're here to deliver the bad news. You're not imagining things and you're not alone. Okay. They say food prices have been rising 2% if you're buying groceries and 3% if you're eating out. They say the figures have peaked because of the coronavirus pandemic the increases were driven by a head-turning increase in the price of eggs fish poultry and meat anyway they say we can't blame politics for these increases because food products and prices are going up in other parts of the world too bloomberg reports the prices of tofu went up by 30 percent in indonesia (laughs) wow the price of turtle beans went up by 54% in Brazil. While across the sea and in Russia, the price of sugar has skyrocketed by an eye-watering 61%. Food prices are facing headwinds from climate change and COVID-19. I want to just stop right there, Brian. Is that where you would go with this discussion? Well, yeah, you know, you look at that. I mean, I, I kind of look at a pattern here, kind of, and and maybe not just looking at right now and, and what's happening right now, but I think we have to go back um, years, uh, you know, just to kind of see what's what's been going on, what's happening. And so I always kind of felt like the lifeblood of our country was the farmer, right? I mean, he was producing food, and we were eating good food and so on. And then all of a sudden, these farms are going away, the land, you know, perhaps one generation dies, another generation comes up, and they just want to build homes there, I guess. And uh, and so you lose that. It, it, but across the yeah, across the world, we're seeing these these uh, prices increase, and uh, and yet, yeah, unless without without a uh, check, you know, from the government or something to help support, you know, maybe the uh, the low income or medium income people. I mean, they're 
they're stranded and rely now on the government to kind of take care of them. And so it's kind of a big cycle. I guess we look at the whole picture of what's, what's going on, but there's a lot of, a lot of things happening. Yeah, here's what they say. Not only is it COVID-19, not only is it climate change, these are the two drivers of why they're going to destroy your whole society and blame it on those two points. Ladies and gentlemen, right. I think they're up in the night psychotic crazy. Uh, I'll explain why. Do I think those things have an effect? Absolutely, I do. But I don't think they're the causes they want you to believe. So here's what they say. Listen carefully. Here's Bloomberg again, the quote, quote credible news service, don't you know? They say prices whose volunteer or whose volatility was triggered by a surge in demand via COVID-19. Now, how does people getting sick make a surge in demand, folks? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. If, you, if you're sick, you'd have less surge in demand for things. Most people just kind of stay in their beds and don't spend money and don't go to work and make money and don't even really eat much except for soup and water. And, you know, they, they consume the least amount when they're sick of any. <laughs> I don't see how that increased demand, but that's what they claim, see? They say because no one was traveling last year. Well, why wasn't anybody traveling? Was it because of COVID? Or was it because of the government's psychotic meltdown global response to COVID forcing everyone not to travel? See, is it your government or is it the cocoa? Then they say gas prices fell and stocks rose. But demand came back just as suddenly, leaving everybody scrambling to meet the need. By golly, gas prices went through the roof. They say food prices could continue to skyrocket for another year. Wow. So that's the debate. They're just wanting you to believe that all these things just absolutely melted your world down. (laughs) And I think completely different about this, Brian, than they do. I mean, I get that there are factors. If nobody's traveling, uh, so they start, you know, reducing the amount of gas output, I get that that has an effect. But was it the fact that somebody got sick or that there's a, 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 a an illness? There's viruses every day all the time from colds to flus to SARS to all kinds of things. And, and that doesn't mean that the society melts down. It was government's responses that caused this. Let's be very clear about that. Because if I was trading in gold and silver locally with my farmer, uh, it wouldn't have had a huge effect. The farmer might say, well, I don't have as much food for you, Sam. And I'd say, I know the price is going to go up a little bit, but that's fine. But it's government's responses that have created this extreme. It's the overcorrecting by government. Someone's sick. Let's shut down the economy. It's a massive overcorrection, right? Um, right now, Joe Biden, for example, is outlining, uh, proposing and outlining this idea that he wants a door-to-door vaccine campaign push. He wants to literally go to your door, knock on your door and say, hey, Brian, you ready to take the cocoa? Brian's going to go, not today, boys. Thank you. Goodbye. And they're going to go, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's talk about this, Brian. You, you, you um, well, you're associated with Liberty Roundtable Live, right? Uh, you know, you've been following fake media for years, Brian. Can we get you into a, um, uh, well, you've been, you've been indoctrinated in this kind of a cult called right-wing political talk radio. Do you think we can un, un, cult you, Brian? Can we deprogram you, sir? And, and then they're going to try to work on, that's where they're headed, Brian. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. They want us to kind of rely on them for for everything. I mean, it, right now they're creating. What well, what well, what are they creating? They're creating a kind of a society that, uh, in, in order to go out to the restaurant, you got to maybe have a card, or you got to be tested right then, or you got the way of our whole thinking and our lives change. I mean, if you want to travel, you know, and 
and uh, and so on. You got to have you know you get, take this you know test, and so I mean, so it really has changed our whole outlook uh, of kind of what's going on, and they're pushing that agenda. Uh, there again, more government control and and uh, blaming this, and you know the COVID's the co- cause of everything, and so yeah, it's 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 really really outrageous. Kind of that's why I think you know we we got we better prepare. You know, we, uh, preparation is peace in my opinion. So. Put away food storage, put away metal, put away something that has real value that we can trade and barter and have some kind of sustainability. Listen to Brian Rust, Wise Common Sense Solutions, right here on Liberty Roundtable Live. RustCoinandGift.com. Stay there, Brian. Hard-hitting talk continues on your favorite talk station. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Tropical storm Elsa killed one person in Florida after making landfall in the state Wednesday. Elsa has weakened over Georgia with 45 mile an hour winds now. Tropical storm warnings are in effect Thursday from Little River Inlet, South Carolina to Great Egg Inlet in New Jersey. The search operation at the Surfside Condominium Collapse in North Miami is shifting from rescue to recovery. As hopes of finding survivors faded, Miami-Dade Mayor Danielle Levine-Kava said Wednesday. Japan's government is set to declare a state of emergency for Tokyo due to a COVID-19 spike. The government will decide after talks with International Olympic Committee officials later Thursday whether to ban all spectators, which medical experts say would help slow the virus spread. Lightning strikes twice! Tampa Bay Lightning win Game 5 and the Stanley Cup, as seen on NBC. We are USA Radio News. Awesome and amazing day. Men, John Jubilee with Energized Health. And I want to just talk to you man-to-man for a moment. One-third of men 50 and over suffer with high blood pressure. That high blood pressure medication has a horrible side effect. Worse than death. Erectile dysfunction. And it's brutal, but let's just talk about it medically. We have had thousands of people completely reverse diabetes, high blood pressure, irritable bowel syndrome, yes, and ED, raise their testosterone 500 points naturally through the breakthrough science of intercellular hydration. Men, if you're intelligent, you're skeptical. I want you to be skeptical. But go log on to our website, EnergizeHealth.com. Click that red button, watch a master class, and then watch thousands of men just like you who reversed every single issue that I just mentioned. I don't make a claim. My clients make a claim. EnergizeHealth.com. Four mercenaries suspected of assassinating Haitian President Jovenal Moise were killed by police on Wednesday night, and two others were arrested in a tense gun battle. Moise was killed in a gun attack at his home outside Port-au-Prince around 1 a.m. Wednesday. First Lady Martine Moise was flown to Miami for treatment in critical but stable condition. President Trump has thrown the gauntlet towards social media. Tim Berg explains. Former President Donald Trump is suing Facebook, Twitter, and Google over his account suspensions. Speaking in New Jersey, Trump saying big tech has become enforcers of unconstitutional censorship. It's a flagrant violation of the Constitution going on before our very eyes. And I hate to say this, but they do it with the Supreme Court, too. They play the refs. 
Trump also says he's demanding the end of shadow banning, a practice where an online community blocks a user's comments or restricts their visibility. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, back with you live. Brian Rust, RustCunningGift.com on your radio. Sam Bushman alongside for the ride. Hope you're doing well, folks. So uh, I believe this is fake news by Bloomberg. Food prices will continue to rise into 2021. I agree with that point. Food prices are going up, but then they claim the cause and effect. Here's why. Headwinds from the cocoa. Headwinds from climate change, and that's the problem. See, that's a conclusion that they don't really know. That's a lie. I submit to you the reason we have inflation is because government is tampering with the economy in so many ways it's not even funny. From shutting down businesses to then stimulating businesses and rushing businesses back. You know, they're waves upon the sea tossing us all about, ladies and gentlemen. And then you put that with dishonest money where they make money out of thin air. And then they put the stimulus and then they hold interest rates lower and they manipulate all these triggers on the economy. That is why, ladies and gentlemen, fake dishonest fiat currency uh, together with unconstitutional, out of control, fascist and socialist and communist manipulation of the economy. That's the reason that you've got out of control inflation at your back, folks. It isn't because, you know, somebody burped and then, hey, the world, world got hot. That isn't true. Okay. Also, the idea that, oh, man, there's an illness. There's a new virus out. Look, there's sicknesses everywhere, and there always has been. Every year, the flu takes a toll big time on the American people. Of course, the flu went away and cocoa came, but, and that just ruined the whole world, by golly. See, that's a lie. It's their manipulative tactics that are at the cause of this, the root of this, Brian. Yeah, you're exactly right. I, you know, they, they, uh, they, well, they create all this stuff, you know, create. And then if they get caught kind of uh, in their creation and that, then they, they, uh, you know, kind of push it aside or sweep it under the rug or bring attention to something else and so on. There's never really any accountability, and they move on to their next their next uh, agenda, basically to, you know, whatever's next. I mean, is it another super virus? Now we've got some kind of an other strain. That's yeah, let me tell you what it forward. is, my friend. You know yeah. the new strain, don't you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Do you know what it is? Government? Government? <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, they claim this, though, as a new strain, you know, where it came from. I don't know if we can blame the communist Chinese. This is a morphed version now. Uh, mm. What do they call this thing? What's that strain called? D or T or something? Yeah, what, what is the, the new strain? Let's see. I thought I read here. <laughs> I'll, I'll look for it, but I just find it fascinating. It's the new strain now. Then we're going to debate there's not different strains. Then they're going to say, okay, the new variant. What's the difference between a strain and a variant there? Well, quite a bit, Sam, if you understand science and doctoral. uh, Well, you just need a degree, Sam, for you to understand that. It's crazy. That's what we're facing. Yeah. But you know what? Whether it's the new strain, whether it's the Delta variant, that's what they're calling this thing. Delta, the Delta right. variant, don't you know? Right, right. That's why I said it was D. I guess that's Delta, not just D, but there you go. Um, by the way, Delta is the phonetic for D in what, military language? Yeah. Right. They say the COVID hysteria has already gone on for way too long, says Rand Paul. 
and these power-hungry bureaucrats do not want to let go. That's probably why we're hearing so much about this spooky Delta variant. Now they have the Delta Plus variant, don't you know, Brian? It's even beyond Delta, bro. Don't let the fear mongers win, ladies and gentlemen. They say that the uh, new study in England of the Delta variant shows 44 deaths out of 53,000. That's 0.8% in the unvaccinated group, that is. We must stand strong on the side of science and refuse to allow another lockdown or other useless manipulative rules. If you ask me, Dr. Rand Paul says, enough is enough. If you agree, then, you know, chip in some cash he wants you to do. So there you have that. But it's the Delta virus, or, you know, Delta strain or the Delta whatever. The Delta variant is what they call it. And so I yeah. look at this, though, and I just go, Brian, this is what I mean. Is it really just the Delta variant? I don't think so. I think that the economy is having problems because they've been manipulating every aspect of our economy under the guise of these other problems. Okay, it's like this. We killed everyone because we're Christian, and by golly, uh, if you're not Christian, you're an enemy. You're Satan. So we're going to kill everybody. That's manipulating religion. Uh, like they do oftentimes. More people have been killed under the Christian badge than any other almost. And you look at this thing and you go, what? Well, the same thing's happening here. Oh, the reason it's crazy at the pump, the reason your food's going up forever is because, golly, it's getting hotter. And golly, people are getting sicker. And that's why we're here to save you. Let us give you another stimulus check. And then they're not admitting that these realities are what they're doing, not what is happening in the world. It's their responses and reactions. It's kind of like, oh, I wrecked my car because a deer came out. And they're like, well, the deer was in the middle of the road, right? Yeah. Well, how come you're way off over here off the road and, and, and you, you know, hit this light post? Well, because I had to miss the deer. Okay, <laughs> but was the deer at fault that you hit the light post? Well, yeah, of course it was. Well, wait a minute. Why didn't you just hit the deer? Well, because I turned to avoid the deer. Okay. So you hit the light pole because you avoided the deer, right? Yeah. Well, who made the light pole get in the way of the deer? Wait a minute. The light pole wasn't in the way of the deer. And we're just going around the barn. It was the overcorrecting that took you off the road that hit the light pole. It wasn't the deer. Now you could say, well, if that deer wouldn't have come out, none of that would have ever happened. I agree. But if you didn't overcorrect and go off the road, that wouldn't have happened either. I know, but I would have hit the deer. That's right. Then you could hit the deer and say it was the deer's fault, maybe. Or you could say you were going too fast. We can go around the barn of the discussion about this, but we act like we don't have any responsibility in this, Brian. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I love that, Sam. That's a great analogy. It's like right redneck there. breakdown, huh? <laughs> that's a, well, that was them it. deers in the road. <laughs> it's right. like I don't get it. The light pole wasn't in the road. I know. Yeah. See, and it's our responses, our reactions that are the cause. Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, this new Delta variant, you know, that's a, you know, that, you know, they were talking, you know, the great recovery, we're starting to get back and that, but hey, we've got this new Delta variant now. And so, you know, we've got to, we got to postpone reopening. We got to enforce more harsher measures and even more lockdowns because of that. And then, you know, you, you know, you got this mad cow disease, maybe there's going to be a, a mad pig disease, you know, and then there's, you know, the mouse came in and I, you know, there's just so many things that, you know, like you just said, you know, out there, uh, you hit the pole. Well, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely uh, crazy, we, you know. We're, we're and, and in a sense, we're not smart enough as people to, to take care of ourselves. 
You know, that's why we hit the pole. So we we got to rely back to government. What do we do? Where, where we? What line should we get in? What? Hey, help us here, right? I mean, well, it's I got to make a law against hitting poles. Is what we need to do, Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, if there was a law, then people would be hitting poles. You see what I'm talking right. about? And yeah, now here's the to. other idea. I'll take off on this analogy. I rolled my car. And so they come and they get me out with a jaws of life, and I'm and, and they ask me what the heck. I say, man, there was deer in the road, and I rolled my car because I was avoiding the deer. And they're like, well, where's the deer? Did you hit it? Well, no, it took off. We don't see any sign of a deer, sir. I'm telling you, I seen it. I I seen it. I, uh, there was a deer, <laughs> sir. There's no signs of a deer. There's no broken brush around off the side of the roads where you were and everything. That no, we don't. There, I'm telling you, there was a deer, and I rolled my car. And it was all the deer's fault. Problem is, we have too many deer. Got to have a deer population reduction program going on. I mean, it just doesn't end with the kind yeah. of stuff. And then we're going to debate the deer. And if I say there was no deer, um, then they're going to say I'm a conspiracy theorist, even though evidence shows there was no deer. They're going to say there was a deer. Why? Because we said there was a deer. Dang it, Ryan, don't you understand? How dare you disagree there was a deer? Right. Yeah, that's You've exactly become a deer right. denier, haven't you, Brian? Yeah, well, I, cannabis. Maybe I need to go to. Maybe it was cannabis. I was on, but well, there's a deer. Well, okay. Cannabis is legal because you have a right to decrease pain, my friend. That's right. See, there I mean, it, just, it is just insane. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know, but the officer who shot Ashley Babbitt now, the veteran, has been accidentally identified. Did you see this? The House yeah. Sergeant at Arms, guy's name is Timothy Blodgett. He inadvertently disclosed the name in congressional testimony. Um, he accidentally confirmed that Lieutenant Mike Bird killed Ashley. And I got a question. Are we going to have any accountability for this? I bet we don't. Yeah. Well, he could say he was uh, he had a hunting license and he thought it was a deer coming through the window. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Had a backpack. You know, sometimes those backpack can't, you know, have some animals or things on there. And yeah, yeah. I can see it's how like, they. It's like Hank Williams said, hunting for the two legged is a lot more fun. Yeah, there you go. You know, Hank Williams Jr. <laughs> I'm just saying it's crazy. Yeah. But don't worry, they have a de-escalation tool now that wraps your arms and legs. That's according to the Arizona Republic. This thing's a de-escalation tool that was created about four years ago. It's called a bola wrap. And uh, people are divided over the high-tech lasso. Here's what happens, man. The cops press a button, buddy, and this thing just puts out a snake-like cord that just wraps you up, buddy. Wow. That's, that's kind of a Spider-Man type. Uh, yeah, man, you kind of feel like it's a modern-day Spider-Man, don't you? <laughs> that's right. Wow, that's, man. There's a yeah. transracial man, by the way. He was born white, but he feels like he's Filipino, Brian. Yeah, there you go. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? 
please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, Brian Russ, Sam Bushman of the radio, RussQuinnandGift.com. If you want an honest person in the metals business, Brian Rust is your man, ladies and gentlemen. Been working with him for a long time. And you got a friend in the constitutional currency business, if you will. So, Brian, um, I kind of decided that if men can be women and women can be men these days, you're not allowed to change your race, though, don't you know? This white guy thinks he's a Korean. He feels he's feel Korean today, and so but they're having a problem with that. You're not allowed to change your race. You can change your sex, but not your race. Don't understand that. But I wonder if you could change and just tell people you're an animal. You know what yeah. animal would you be, Brian? Well, that's a good uh, <laughs> a lion, maybe. Because uh, you could just say I deserve <laughs> special status. If you were like Kurt used to joke about left-handed prairie dogs. <laughs> because when they would when they would say that they're gonna you know this whatever it's such a unique animal that is like what the heck even is that so he jokes about these left-handed prairie dogs <laughs> and uh, if you're one of those though you'd be endangered you could be protected from all kind of things Brian yeah yeah man that would be uh, that'd be good the the turtle and there's in there a spotted turtle that you're kind of an yeah, endangered you could be a turtle man that have to turn off all the lights for you at night and everything to make sure you don't get lost and confused <laughs> right. and stuff like that. That's right. <laughs> but Rachel Nichols, I guess she's this white lady. She said about Maria Taylor, a black lady. They're both ESPN workers in the sports world. And um, I guess employees have been choosing sides. Some say the story is a plant to help this black lady get a better contract and all this kind of stuff. I don't know the truth, but I know that she, the white lady, I guess didn't get a position that the black lady got. And so the white lady was off the record saying, hey, I want to. I want to know what to do here. I, 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 I'm happy for her that she got this and everything, but I hope she didn't just get it because she's black. And then that private conversation went viral, and now the white lady got um, shoved to the side. She got sidelined from the sidelines, Brian, because she was a yeah. sidelines reporter. Just imagine being sidelined from the sidelines. That's pretty rough. You're pretty backseat there now for that. But she's a white woman, so it's justified, see? Um, anyway, weird stuff. I bring that all up, though, in this situation where 
why do we just have these never-ending battles over this stuff? But yet we got yeah. economic problems and severe issues to deal with everywhere, but we're arguing about that kind of stuff? Yeah, we've changed full circle. I mean, they, all that stuff now really matters. All this, uh, you know, boy, racism, it's right in our face all the time. We're all racist now. I mean, well, I guess we're not all, but, you know. Well, I'm only if you're white right there. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I just. That's why that guy wants common to be a Filipino, so he wouldn't be a racist. See what I mean? Yeah. I mean, common sense. I, you know, I like the fact that, you know, they, they come after you. You know, you're, you're definitely racist, and yet. You, you know, you, you're definitely not, and here's why, and, and but, but yet they don't want to hear that. It's because, yeah, I mean, you're white, you know, so I, I, it's it's out there full front, and, and uh, you know, you just can't speak, you can't say, you can't, I mean, it's, we're so twisted up. and that's, that's, You know what that's I think they ought to do? You know how they used to have Jerry Springer, how it was like the just the crazy yeah. show? Yeah. I think they ought to start using these bowler wraps, man, and just do TV. And when someone gets out of control, just whip out the bowler wrap on them. Wham! You've been wrapped. That's a good time for you to shut up, yeah. sit down, fall down, whatever the case may be. Now, Fox wants to do for TV weather what they did for cable news. Mike, Michael M. Grimbaum is the author of this one. What do you think of Fox getting into the weather? That's their latest. Big push. They want to be ahead of the climate change battle, don't you know, Brian? Yeah. Well, that's is there is there money to be made in that? Is that is that a money maker? I guess so. Of? I don't really get it. I don't see how. Who wants to watch the weather all day? But what yeah. I find fascinating about this is while they tell us there's climate change, that's the cause of everything, including your increase at the at the cash register. Uh, what I don't understand is they can't even tell me if it's going to rain today, Brian. Yeah. I mean, they do these hour-by-hour reports, and then I look at my phone, and it says it's supposed to be raining right now, and I'm outside, and it's, like, sunny. There's no (laughs) rain anywhere. They're like, it's raining. And then what they do is they go into these percentages. Brian, I want you to know there's a 30% chance it's going to rain this afternoon. What does that even mean, Brian? What does it mean, a 30% (laughs) chance it's going to rain? It means seven times out of ten they're going to be wrong, but they're going to tell you three out of ten chances, be ready, bring your raincoat. That's right. It's like, what? Well, hey, if you're golfing, if you're on the golf course, you want to know if, hey, you got to bring the umbrella or the slickers or whatever. Yeah. You, you put a 30% you even... chance of someone who's supposed to tell me the weather. Then from that 30%, let's just, let me get this straight. Out of that 3 in 10 chance of it being going to rain, right? Yeah. Then I'm supposed to interpret the 3 in 10 chance. How do you interpret that, Brian? Do you go, well, I guess it's not very likely? Yeah, or do you right. go, by golly, better get on the galoshes? Right. Well, I mean, just... are, they, are they spreading this across global? So I, 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 I'm saying, okay, it's raining here when it's really not. So do we have to now to, uh, well, it's not raining here, and do we have to send out the, the word to dispute the fact that if it's not raining, you're saying it's raining, and no, most people think it's raining because it's just what they told them. But it's not really raining. So well, or the probability kind of the increases because they say a 30% chance of rain, but it's not raining? Yeah. Does that mean the probability increases? Or is it flat out fake news? Or is yeah, it kind of like it's five o'clock somewhere and so it's raining somewhere for yeah, sure? That's right. That's it. That's it. And, and you just look at this. And I don't mean to be rude, but I'm saying, and these are the guys that tell me that I could count on when they say climate change is the reason that it costs more at the gas pump and the reason that it costs more at your grocery store. We know that's why. But they're the yeah. guys that can't even tell me if it's going to rain today. Right. No, that's it. They're the guys that tell you that hurricane's coming. But they don't know how bad it will be. We don't know if it'll stall. We don't know what it will do. But yet, we're going to tell you, rains are coming. 
And I look at this and I just go, and these are the forecasters. These are the people that we're supposed to rely on. And if I argue with them, I'm peddling fake news. Right. So let's say they have a weather report that says 30% chance of rain. And then I say there's a zero chance of rain. Who's right? Until rain comes, I'm right. Yeah. But I mean, that's it's just the, interesting, isn't it? But but see, you have common sense. See, and they that they, that's a that's a bad word. Common sense is a bad word. So so we're going to throw that out the window. You know who they, I think have might, a you know who I think have a better knowledge whether it's going to rain or not than the weatherman. Who's that? The old farmer that goes, man, my knees hurt and rain's coming. Yeah, there you go. I can feel that's it in my right. elbow, sir. I don't even know how to tell you. I'm just telling you right now, rain's coming. Lo and behold, it comes. Right? Yep. I yep. don't know. I'm just saying this is very interesting in the fake news era that we find ourselves and the, the cause and effect reality that they talk about all day long. They're just flat out dishonest and deceptive, Brian. Yeah. And I, and I don't know sometimes if it's on purpose or they're making their best guess. But when someone says to me there's a 40% chance of rain the night at 6 p.m. and a 45 chance at 7 p.m. and a 50% chance at 8 p.m. And then by 9 p.m. it's going to be a 40% chance, and then 10 or 30, and then you know by midnight no chance of rain anymore. And then rain doesn't come. I'm kind of going, what the heck? That's right. Buddy, I was going camping, and I brought all this extra stuff in my thing because it was going to rain. I even went to the store and got some umbrellas, man, and some tarps to make sure it was cool. I spent all my money, and it's not even raining. Yeah. Or whatever. I just find it very interesting how they can do that all day. And what they call it is, you're a weatherman. You go to school. This is a scientific breakdown, isn't it, Ryan? Yeah. That's right. And these people are like educated scientists and stuff. Well, I I bring this up because I think it directly relates to the economy. These people are manipulating everything we deal with. They're taking a stab in the dark is all they're doing. And you can say, well, it's a little bit more of an educated stab in the dark. Okay, so be (laughs) it. But what is an educated stab in the dark? Is it still a stab in the dark? Yes, Sam, but it's a better stab in the dark versus if you didn't have education. And then I go, okay, can I flip a coin and do better? On occasion, Sam, you can. Well, can I go to Las Vegas and do better? Well, you might. You know, <laughs> Could we have group think tank, whether you believe it's going to rain in a specific area or not? And the group think tank, if you just ask everybody, is it going to rain? People would say, I don't know, I don't have the weather report. i got to trust the experts, the scientists. No, 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 jettison them for a minute. Is it going to rain or not today? People would look outside and make their determination. I wonder if you could just have a group think tank. Like a big questionnaire poll every day in a given zip code. Is it going to rain or not? And I bet you they'd be right as much as the real, quote, forecasters are, Brian. I think you're right. We, 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 that's kind of the, added, the old added uh, saying there that, you know, <clears throat> we can probably do this ourselves. We don't really need to. I mean, I'm looking at what they said it was going to be. It didn't turn out. To, so it's exactly right. I think, I think one of the bigger uh, pictures here is the fact of cluttering our lives. I mean, it's just about cluttering and cluttering and and, and winding us up into in, into where we ha- we can't function without their their uh you know telling us what to do i mean it's we're so cluttered we can't common sense we have to throw that right out the window we can't have common sense we need to rely on government to really bless and take care of us well i want to rely on god i don't want to rely on them but uh yeah i mean that's kind of where we are It's a wise point. Let's take it full circle to the economy, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you right now, the advice Brian gave at the bottom of the hour right before the news break was brilliant. Folks, get a little bit of constitutional currency. Get a little bit of gold. Get a little silver. Get a little bit of food storage. Get a little bit of medical supplies. Get more out of debt. Stabilize your life. A little bit of a lot of things are going to take you far. 
in your life. And whether it be some massive catastrophe of a complete economic meltdown, whether it be something as simple as a job loss, uh, or maybe you're not making quite enough money because inflation is making it very hard to handle your food costs, RushCoinandGift.com is where you can get not only true advice on honest money, on real metals and where you stand and what you ought to be investing in, etc., um, to the broader advice of, hey, let's not clutter our lives to making simple, wise, common-sense decisions. This is the kind of stuff you get from Liberty Roundtable participants, ladies and gentlemen. Brian is hey, spot on, Brian. Hey, what, yeah, you know, another, another aspect of that, too, uh, Sam, uh, as I am prepared and, and have that, I, I have the opportunity to minister or bless the lives of my neighbor, who maybe doesn't, right? I, if I'm prepared and, and they need some help, the government is going to, you know, they can't, well, this neighbor needs help. This neighbor, but I, but I can I can do something, right? I, I'm prepared. I, I have peace of mind, and I can go over and bless that for God's children, blessing God's children, and and the opportunity to do. It. I don't need the government to tell me to hear and go here. I can do that myself, and so I think that gives me you know the opportunity to do that if I'm prepared to to, to stand, right? Wise, provident living, ladies and gentlemen, preparedness, uh, one day at a time, steady, faithful, um, preparedness. It jettisons fear. It replaces with confidence and faith and hope and stability. You can be there for your neighbors while the government's busy trying to cut red tape and get through the paperwork so they can help you faster. Brian's already on the scene saying, no need. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good day. We love you. Right. Uh, kind of thing. And that's what this broadcast is all about. Helping people prepare. Neighbors helping neighbors. Uh, people making a difference one issue at a time. Uh, and, and I think that you, you just start with that. If you had a little bit of toilet paper, you wouldn't be in the toilet paper runs. You'd just be like, oh, glad you guys are getting teepees. A little, a day late and a dollar short. Um, let's be like the wise virgins, though, and have plenty of oil in our lamps. And that's symbolic for a little bit of everything that Brian's speaking of. And I think it's really important to understand that. And I don't want to hear excuses why the economy and the inflation and all these things are happening. I want to go to the core root. And what we want to do is prepare you folks, ladies and gentlemen, and give you guidance and direction that will help you insulate yourself from these these extremes that government seems to force us to. I mean, it reminds me if you're in a boxing ring and they just keep pounding you on the ropes and you finally stagger to the other side and you get nailed on the other rope. It's time to take a step back for the next round, ladies and gentlemen. Clear your head and go, wait a minute, what should I be doing to make sure that I have the upper hand now? Brian Russ, thank you so much, my brother. Amen, brother. That was awesome. All right. Thank you, sir. There he goes, Brian Rust, always doing a phenomenal job on your radio. Uh, I'm telling you right now, you want an honest man in the coin business? RustCoinandGift.com gets it done for you. Uh, and he gives broader advice. He brings calm and stability in a troubled world. That's what followers of Christ do, ladies and gentlemen. When you think about God, family, and country, and you prepare wisely, pretty soon instead of panic becomes stability, safety, honor, solutions. That is indeed what Liberty Roundtable Live is all about. For Sam and Brian, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Radio Show. Talk Show.
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt, continues now, ladies and gentlemen. This is the broadcast for July the 8th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two. As you know, our goal to promote God, family, and country, and protect life, liberty, and property. We do so with the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. We do so with the promotion of God, meaning scripture, guidance, self-government, understanding that we look to God for solutions. He's the author of our liberty, and we know that repentance, turning to God Almighty, is one of the great keys for a stable, moral society based on God and family. We know families are the fundamental unit of society. We ought to turn to families and neighbors and loved ones and a whole lot less to government. We got a lot of work to do to educate Americans. I'll tell you that right now, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Last hour we had on Brian Rust. Rustcoiningift.com. You want an honest friend in the coin business? That's who you go to. Precious metals at your fingertips with Brian Rust. Rustcoiningift.com. We talked about the Honest Money Report. Gold spot price right now, eighteen seventeen ninety. Silver twenty six dollars sixteen cents. Slight change from last week, but man. Pain at the pump, they say. Gasoline rises to seven-year high, up 40% since January alone. And that's where we get the petrodollar from, ladies and gentlemen. Your dollar's tied to oil. The Constitution, the supreme law of the land, says your money should be gold and silver, tied to precious metals, not to liquid gold, uh, black gold, whatever you want to call it, oil. And uh, you're having pain at the pump. They want you to believe Bloomberg lies and tells you that it's climate change and the cocoa virus causing all these economic twists and turns, booms and busts. They say your grocery bill will be higher and higher and higher for the rest of the year, continually going up. Fake news, I say. Food prices and prices at the pump and all these inflationary realities aren't because of climate change and because of the coronavirus. It's because government manipulates every aspect of your economic world, from belligerent, out-of-control, extreme taxes to shutting down businesses, to manipulation of interest rates, to stimulus checks and fake money pretending it's just in abundance when it's not, to the massive global manipulation of currencies and wealth around the world, to wars and rumors of wars, to every aspect they can think of. Those are the causes. The answer is to return to the honest money of the founding fathers and the supreme law of our land for stability. Does it mean everything will be perfectly stable? Of course not. There are always booms and busts. It's true. When it gets really hot and crops are destroyed uh, because power goes out and all these kind of things, it will have an effect and certain things will have variance because of supply and demand. But the stabilizer is currency that is based on assets, honest money. The founding fathers understood this. We've jettisoned this and we've had nothing but belligerent swings and the loss of wealth via the inflationary hidden tax ever since. And it'll get nothing but more and more and more extreme is what'll happen. Ladies and gentlemen, write that down. Remember where you heard that, will you please? Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com, with not only advice on precious metals, but advice on your life. You know, you don't want to just get overwhelmed with all the things that they tell you. Just step back and think for yourself. Step back and use common sense. Step back and say, I don't have to be engaged in and believe everything I hear. I don't have to get all flustered in the turmoil and the information overload, step back, decouple. You don't need video everywhere, internet 24-7. Listen to the radio for a little bit. Get outside, unplug, step back. Take your life into your own hands. Get to know your neighbors and loved ones. 
Find ways to be stable in your life, would you please? Anyway, that's the, the advice great folks that contribute to Liberty Roundtable bring to the table. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully it'll be educational and entertaining. I'm alone this hour, but I got all kinds of news the networks refuse to use just for you folks. So Donald Trump, quote, I'm suing Facebook, Twitter, and Google. Trump files a class action lawsuit against Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, all because of censorship. Donald Trump says if they can do it to me, they can do it to anyone. Boy, howdy, is Donald right on that score. Donald Trump drops glorious legal bombshell on Facebook, Google, and Twitter. Amen to that. Punitive damage is what they're seeking for, ladies and gentlemen. Punitive damages. Trump goes to war, but big tech, they say, leads class action lawsuit on being banned. Article by Bob Unruh, WND.com. The action is to sue Zuckerberg, Dorsey, and Pitchy, or Pitchy, whatever. The case is being handled by the America First Policy Institute. Which explain the case. They say, listen, we need to seek an end to the shadow banning and blacklisting by these companies. That's important, right? Um, that's important, folks. I think the case is worthy of its hire. But sadly... The question is, will we, will we see a solutions? Does Donald Trump have a prayer to win? All the liberals are going, the lawsuit's dead on arrival. These companies are free to think and do and act whatever they want to on their own private platforms. And so the liberals are all saying Donald, Trump, Donald Trump's lawsuit is DOA, dead on arrival. Trump says, no, we're going to take this to the bank. We're going to really sue him. We're going to finally make accountability for these people. He had a big old press release speech on the topic and everything else. And what will happen? And here's my response. Let me just be very clear with my response. You know what? These companies are not just private. Sam Bushman built a private network. It's called Liberty News Radio. I own it. I control it. I funded it. A few of you wonderful people donated and helped me. Thank you so much for your donations. But 90 plus percent, I have funded every penny of it myself. I built it with my blood, sweat, and tears. I put it on the air in 2009 when another network kicked my show off of the network because I wanted to control my own show a little bit more. And they panicked and freaked and kicked me off. And I built my own network in a day because I got so livid that they're not going to take me off the air. Okay, that's why Liberty News Radio exists, okay? And I learned this early that, you know what, they want to control your content or shut you down. That's how it is. So I built my own radio network. It's small. LibertyNewsRadio.com is where you can find it. We syndicate a bunch of other shows, not just Liberty Roundtable. Uh, and I'm, I'm focusing on this not because I want to spend time on what I've built or make me out to be somebody important. I focus on this because here's the point. My network is private because I funded it and I built it. And if I don't want you on my network, I have every right to kick you off. I support that view a thousand percent. That if you built it, if it's your own store, if it's your own property, your own entity, your own assets, uh, your own digital assets or your virtual assets or whatever you want to call it uh, that you built, then you can do what you want. And you can even say things like, I don't like blind people. I don't want blind people on my network. No blind people can post to Facebook. You can say that if it was really private. 
Here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. Government, and I've mentioned this a thousand times, but I want to mention it in light of Trump's lawsuit. These groups are not private. They have not built a private company like I have. And if they tell you they have, they lie to you. Okay, they have built their companies on special privilege, on government special fast-tracked success programs, on government funding and money. So government, Pentagon, and military black op money via corporations like InQtel and others have literally funded through, quote, think tank ideas, universities who in turn have churned out these big companies. So these big companies get hatched at the university level, the Pentagon, blackout money in bed with universities. And then you take these, quote, entrepreneurs that are supposedly private sector, and you launch them and you fund them and you give them an idea and you help them develop it, and then you put them out on their own and now it becomes a big company. It's funded and fast-tracked by your government. That's how Facebook, that's how Google... That's how all these big companies uh, became reality. And so they are no more private than anything else. They're a fascist creation. Don't believe in anything different. They're lying to you if they tell you differently. Now, James Corbett and others have put together incredible videos that document this greatly, big time. I mean, it's very well documented if you go study. All right? And so these are not private companies, I tell you. And as a result, then, they shouldn't have the liberty, if you will, that true private companies have, okay? Because they're built with taxpayer dollars. Now, I don't believe these companies should have been built with taxpayer dollars in the first place, right? Type into Google, for example, Facebook government money, okay? Just those three words, Facebook, government, money. Facebook grant scam comes up. Okay. Why are taxpayers subsidizing Facebook comes up? Right? Then the headline says this for another one. Mercury News says this. Google, Tesla, Apple, Facebook, rake in massive subsidies, okay? This isn't just my uh, opinion. Obama, Google and Facebook would not exist without government spending. Obama made the remark at a campaign fundraiser while criticizing House budget by Republicans. Ten corporations receiving massive public subsidies. Okay, this is a legend. This is going on. When we come back, I'll talk more about this and what I believe about this whole lawsuit. Hang tight. This is the one and only Think Tank called Liberty Roundtable Live.
Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while at the same time exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, americafirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T.com, americafirst.com. Getting the kids to school, cleaning the house, doing the laundry. It seems that the work routine as a stay-at-home mom is never ending. And even though I'm the prime grocery shopper in our family of four, I simply don't have time to scrutinize all the labels on the countless food products I buy. Oh, sure, I've noticed all the latest certification seals. Organic, non-GMO, gluten-free. It definitely seems to be the latest craze. But it was only recently that kosher certification seals caught my attention. You see, my husband had me download an app called Certified, and it shed light on a century-old certification in that slipped under the radar screen from the majority of our public. I also noticed a question mark at the end of the app name, and that makes great sense as there's far more questions regarding this industry than answers. In fact, the developers refer to this as the kosher question. Sure, I'm a busy mom and didn't pay attention to our food culture, but now I have transparency, a convenient grocery list feature, and the ability to eat in favor of my family's best interests, and you can discover it too at thekosherquestion.com. Yeah, buddy, we hit it hard and tell the tale of truth. We're truth tellers on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Google, Tesla, Apple, Facebook, rake in massive government subsidies. Mercurynews.com to make the point. Let me give you another headline to kind of highlight this. Cutting off cash, new calls to end subsidies to big tech. U.S. cities and states give Big Tech, $9.3 billion in subsidies. The other subsidies enjoyed by Big Tech, Forbes. Big Tech, semiconductor companies team up to lobby the U.S. government on wanting more. Subsidizing massive tech companies is not paying off. U.S. gives Big Tech $9.3 billion in subsidies. Tech.com. I mean... Silicon Valley giants enjoy billions in government handouts. This is Breitbart. So this is what I'm talking about, folks. It's out of control. So the idea by these liberals, but these companies are, um, I'm trying to think how to say it, private, and so they can just shut down Donald Trump and shut down you and me and do whatever they want to, I say is a bogus notion. But there's a report out. Silicon Valley giants enjoy billions in government subsidies. It's a Breitbart news piece. And I think it's absolutely spot on in its delivery. And um, 
It's by Chris W. Street, is the article, July 5th, 2018, Newport Beach, California. So it's a little bit, you know, dated. It's three years old, but the principles are remaining the same. The historical relevance is real. The latest subsidy tracker reveals that some of the most prominent Silicon Valley tech companies enjoy billions of dollars in government subsidies. Good Jobs First is a, quote, not-for-profit organization that reviews state and municipal financial reports to track the size and justifications given by government entities to issue corporate tax abatements and direct subsidies. It's been going on since 2015 where they require accounting disclosures under what they call GASB, Statement number 77, so it's a, it's a regulation in the code, and whatever, but anyway, that's where it all comes from, right? But they say that most Americans are supportive of government providing defense, public safety, roads, schools, and public health, which I don't agree with, and I'm not in favor of most of that. But the subsidy tracker, too, reveals... The governments are issuing record amounts of subsidies to the richest and powerfulest tech companies, many of them headquartered in Silicon Valley. Supposedly entrepreneurial, Silicon Valley has been America's biggest winner in the, quote, corporate welfare game. Tesla has been by far the global leader in collecting $2.4 billion in direct subsidies and over a billion dollars in tax abatements since 2007. So this Tesla company's yanked down $3 billion in government money. In addition, it's solar subsidiary. It's called a solar city subsidiary. Wow. Picked up a billion dollars in grants and tax abatements from the state of New York and another $497 million, so another half a billion, in cash grants from the federal government. Other Silicon Valley taxpayers, uh, they call them taxpayers miners because what they do is they mine for, for grant dollars, government handout dollars, right? Google, they said the second most valuable company in the galaxy it has enjoyed government largesse handouts of millions. Apple, same thing, right? Facebook, the fifth most valuable company on the planet, pocketed a half a billion. That's according to the San Jose Mercury News article that I just quoted from. But Silicon Valley is about to be displaced as America's biggest corporate welfare hub by Seattle-based Amazon. According to the subsidy tracker, Amazon, well, they're getting well over a half a billion dollars in government grants backed by tax government holidays. Amazon is huge in the subsidy business. So now let me be very clear about this Amazon scenario. So every business that depends on Amazon is in a roundabout way getting that same subsidy, globally speaking, right? 
because if Amazon got that and they build the whole infrastructure, and then all these small business entrepreneur people tap into that infrastructure, they're tapping into the government subsidies. I mean, I get that it's secondarily, but it happens. It manipulates the economy, right? Wow. Then they go through all the different states and how much the different states have hammered in in terms of these incentive dollars. I mean, it is shocking how much money we're really talking about. Here's what they say. Um, Elected officials, even with the best intentions, don't have the proper incentive to manage the taxpayers' money prudently when it comes out to handing out taxpayer dollar subsidies to these big corporations. When private investors act in markets, they experience price signals of what to do and not, but government decision makers have no way to account for the value or costs of their decisions. They miss the signals. When private investors fail, they lose money. But as taxpayers, when government fails, it's we the people that lose. In my mind, this is a huge story. And that if you go and search the internet for some of the tech words I've given you, um, you'll see these stories that I'm talking about. And they are huge. And so here's the reason that I've spent so much time on that. <clears throat> um, because when governments subsidize these things, and these companies are built on taxpayer dollars, whose company is it, may I ask? Is it really... Um, Mark Zuckerberg's, or is it really the investors? And if so, are the taxpayers being represented as investors? So that's why I say that Donald Trump, Donald Trump's lawsuit is spot on and real. And I'm not here to attack Donald Trump, but I'm here to say when these liberals say this is a dying lawsuit, it's dead on arrival, or forget it, it's all hyperbole, Donald's just trying to do this to raise money. I don't know what Donald's intentions are, so I can't argue that point. This is where they claim they have facts that they don't have and where I tell you the truth. I don't have facts. I don't know what Donald's intentions are, but I know this. These companies do need to be sued, and they do need to be stopped. We shouldn't have allowed them to get government money in the first place and become the massive behemoths manipulating every aspect of our markets and now our free speech and our lives. We should have never let that happen. Secret combinations are above us. The Pentagon in bed with universities, in bed with big tech entrepreneurs, creating these massive companies that none of us can compete with. That is a serious, serious problem indeed. So I think Donald Trump is spot on right. He needs to sue these people. I commend him for, willing to, for his willingness to sue these people. He says, I'm suing Facebook and Twitter and Google and YouTube, whatever. If they can do this to me, they can do this to anybody. I agree. Donald Trump drops glorious legal bombshell on these companies looking for punitive damages. And as far as I understand, he is asking folks to, to sign on to his lawsuit. I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to try to join Donald Trump because they shut me down on Twitter. And all I did was basically document a story out of Israel. Legitimate news services in Israel with the peace. LifeSite News had the peace. All I did is refer to those articles, and I got shut down. Because supposedly I peddled fake news lies, right? I didn't peddle fake news. I just told you the other side of the story for crying out loud. That's all I did. Don't down me. 
All right. This is serious. This is serious indeed. And so I don't believe these companies can use the we're a private company clause. If we're honest, if we have full disclosure, if we literally have true subpoena capabilities to get to the bottom of funding and everything else, if Donald Trump really takes this to the mat with the right attorneys or the right people who really know, I believe it'll be proven they're not just private companies with complete ability to do whatever they want, that they have accountability to the taxpayer who is an investor in the company. And in many cases, not even by choice, right? We'll come back and talk about it. I commend President Trump. We'll talk about how successful it might be. Hang tight. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. U.S. and Iraq officials are reporting American diplomats and troops in Iraq and Syria were targeted in three rocket and drone attacks in the past 24 hours, including at least 14 rockets hitting an Iraqi airbase hosting U.S. forces, wounding two American service members. U.S. analysts believe they were part of a campaign by Iranian-backed armed groups. Investigators have identified three men found shot to death on a golf course at Pine Tree Country Club in Kennesaw. That's a country club in the Atlanta suburbs, but it's unclear what prompted the violence. Golf pro Eugene Siller, 46-year-old Henry Valdez of California, and 76-year-old Paul Pearson of Kansas. The gunman ran away on foot and remains at large. Federal Judge J.P. Booley in Georgia says he will not strike down parts of a state's new voting law. On Wednesday, he struck down the lawsuit brought by the Coalition for Good Governance because there are already runoff elections underway in the state. USA Radio News. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. More boots on the ground at the border. Tim Berg reports. Ohio is the latest state to send law enforcement to the Texas-Mexico border as part of a plan to slow a surge in illegal immigration. Ohio Highway Patrol troopers will help with border surveillance. They're set to arrive in Texas later this week and will stay for two weeks. This comes as we await the number of illegal crossings in June, which are expected to be just as high as the previous months since President Biden took office. Allison Anderson recently moved to Del Rio, Texas with her family. She says that she's constantly concerned for the safety of her three daughters amid the worsening border crisis. All we've seen here is an increase. And what I can say, in all the years that I've had personal experience in dealing with illegal aliens, um, we've never dealt with a single family in it. Three nights ago, there was a group at our next-door neighbor's house uh, circling the vehicles and tapping on their daughter's bedroom window. USA Radio News. 
it's hard to do everything all by yourself, ladies and gentlemen, on your radio. Sam Bushman, hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. I'm trying to pull up a Trump soundbite that I want to play because he talked about um, suing over libel laws. And I commend him for this because I think he's absolutely right. Um, he's absolutely spot on. We need to sue over these libel laws. And I think Trump's absolutely right. Let me see if I can find this here. All right. Let's see if I can get this to play now. Sorry, I'm doing everything all by myself. I'm going to open up our libel laws so when they write purposely negative and horrible and false articles, we can sue them and win lots of money. We're going to open up those libel laws so that when the New York Times writes a hit piece, which is a total disgrace, or when the Washington Post, which is there for other reasons, writes a hit piece, we can sue them and win money instead of having no chance of winning because they're totally protected. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're talking about here. Okay? And this is something, a a statement that Donald Trump made when he was running for office. He was on the campaign trail. And some would be critical and say, well, why didn't he do it? Well, you know what? It's hard to do everything that you hope to get done. And and I'm going to defend President Trump a little bit here. uh, Because a lot of people are going to say, you know what? He should have done this. He should have done that. I think the swamp was way deeper than Trump expected. I know that even guys like me that have watched the swamp for years and years and years and years. I'm surprised oftentimes of how abusive the swamp can be. I'm literally shocked and how much power and control they really have in the media and everywhere else. And I think Donald Trump literally did his very best, but I think he fell way short like all presidents do. And I'm not telling you that I believe in Trump. I didn't vote for Trump. I don't think everything Trump says and does is holier than thou. I'm not a never-Trumper, and I'm not an always-Trumper. I'm a realist about Trump. When he does good, I praise him. When he does bad, I say, you know what? Shame on Donald. When Donald wants to take away the guns... And look at the laws later. Shame on Donald. But when President Trump literally wants to sue these people for their criminal activity, I think he's spot on. I think he's right. Because as I've so well documented in the last segments of this hour, these aren't private companies, folks. Okay? Google, Tesla, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, all rake in massive subsidies. There's literally hundreds of companies where that's the case. The government meddles with the markets like you wouldn't believe. All right, there's a report. Silicon Valley giants enjoy billions in government subsidies, writes Breitbart, documenting the truth on this thing. Okay, now here's the problem. I think Trump is right, and I think you should sue them. And I've been asking Trump, you know what? You've been talking about it, buddy. Let's get it done. Now he's finally doing it. So I'm not going to be critical that he's, that he's doing what I recommend he does. I hope he has the mojo. I hope he has the uh, wherewithal, the funding, the attorneys who will really release the Kraken. Pardon the Sydney Powell term, but I love that term. I hope they get to the bottom of this. I don't have a lot of hope in the attorneys, though. And I certainly don't have a lot of hope in the court systems, though. So it's a long-shot lawsuit, I'll be the first to admit, not because it's not true, not because there's not justification, not because there's not First Amendment violations left and right, not because they're not really private. All those things are factual, but because the courts have proven not honorable. 
not willing to take on the, the cases, what they'll say is you don't have standing. Uh, what they'll do is they'll throw it out on a technicality so that they don't have to really dig into the details. But if you really could get subpoena power, if you really could bring the truth out in a transparent way, the American people would be shocked at what these big corporations have done with the taxpayer dollars. And the truth is, if they're taxpayer dollars and we the people are the investors, that means Sam Bushman's an investor. If I'm an investor in the company, they can't just shut me down willy-nilly. So that's really where the rub is. It isn't private. That's the lie. Um, Donald Trump's lawsuit may be a long shot. But you know what? The American existence was a long shot, right? The very idea that we could have a free country separate from Britain. I mean, people would laugh and scoff and say these whacked out crazy patriots. What chance do they have? None on the planet. When we won, though, the British had to play world upside down, right? I mean, they were shocked. Couldn't believe it could ever happen. How could this ever? So even though it's a long shot, I commend Donald Trump, and I say we've got to take the long shots. We've got to play the long game. And I commend President Trump for suing. Will he be successful? I don't know. But I know this. I do know this. You ready? I pray he's successful. Because it's the right thing to do. It's the absolute thing to do. It's something that we really need to work hard to try to do. And even if there's not a great chance of our success, well, we should sue Twitter. We should sue all these people. Now, there's an attorney by the name of Harmeet Dillon. Uh, it's a female. And she's suing Twitter. And um, LibertyCenter.org is their website, okay? And um, I'm trying to get a hold of this lady because I commend her for her work as well. You probably know a lot about Trump because that lawsuit goes viral. You hear a lot about it, okay? Um, but you don't hear much about people like this lady, and I think she's doing a phenomenal job. Suing Twitter. Harmy Dillon is her name. And she's an attorney. And uh, I'm going to go to libertycenter.org to kind of highlight this a little bit more in detail for you. But again, there's so many tasks. I just don't have time to follow up on all of them. I'm just so behind on the things that I need to get done. I really need funding uh, to help me. I really need staff to work on the projects that I just... I, I just can't get to. But anyway, this, this group is called Center for American Liberty. Harmony Dillon's one of the leaders of it. Um, she's an attorney. The Center for American Liberty, defending the First American... The Center for American Liberty, defending the First Amendment rights and civil liberties of Americans everywhere. That's what the title of their website says. Featured Cases. All right, they provide a voice to the voiceless and a home to the forgotten. American civil rights are being attacked. So they have all kinds of Twitter uh, or stuff about suing Twitter. They have a lot of lawsuits they're involved in. I mean, it's just good stuff. Dylan O'Hanley announced his lawsuit against Twitter. Senator Padilla and others. 
So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight this, and we're going to talk about this more. I hope that Donald Trump's serious about a class action lawsuit. So I commend Trump for doing what he's doing is what I'm telling you. All right? I really commend President Trump. And I hope, I hope to heck that we can really get this done. But if Donald Trump will focus on a, uh, what do you call it, class action lawsuit, like he's talking about, and if folks like Harmony Dillon and others can join, and if it gets granular enough where guys like me, a nationally syndicated 25-year talk show host getting shut down by Twitter, certainly I ought to be part of that lawsuit, shouldn't I? No, I don't know if I have to have money, which I don't have. I don't, I, I, I don't know what it's really going to take. I mean... I don't think I can get a hold of Donald Trump if my life depends on it, can I? <laughs> I don't see how, really. But I sure hope that I can. Because if I can get into this lawsuit, it'll make a huge difference. Center for American Liberty launching a lawsuit here. Um, I pray for their success. But I hope that I can be part of it, too. So I'm trying to contact these people. I'm trying to contact Donald Trump. I'm trying to contact Army Dillon or Harmeed Dillon uh, to see if I can be part of their lawsuit. I think I've certainly got a case. You could say, well, Liberty Roundtable Live is just too small, Sam. They're not big like those guys. You know what? I, I don't want to hear that. I've been one of the top 250 talkers in the nation. This broadcast has been syndicated for 25 years, stable as a rock. We started out on an AM terrestrial radio station that I owned. We've been to the Republican National Convention and broadcasted live. We've been to the inauguration of Donald Trump and broadcasted live. We've interviewed some of the top people in the country, including Donald's son, Donald Jr., on Super Tuesday, no less. We've been mentioned in almost every news rag in the world, oftentimes negatively, because they don't tell the truth. But other than that, hey, let's come back and talk about this more. Our prayers are with Donald. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions, along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. 
For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Hard-hitting talk always. Who's telling you the truth about these things, ladies and gentlemen? Is the mainstream press telling you the truth? I think not. We're hard-hitting and telling you how it really is. All right, so this Dylan, this Army Army Dylan lady that I'm telling you about, and O'Hanley announced lawsuit against, this is important, Twitter. Now, I don't know if it's better to go the Donald Trump way and sue them all at the same time, or if it's better to go about it the way these guys are doing it and suing Twitter. They're also going to sue Senator Padilla. I guess uh, Senator Padilla is of, what is it, California, I think. Um, Senator Padilla and others. This is huge, right? Um, will any of them be successful is the real question that you got to ask yourself, right? The Center for American Liberty, libertycenter.org if you want to check it out. Defending the First Amendment rights and civil liberties of Americans everywhere. I think it's great news. And I pray for their success. But here's the whole point. We've got to have class action lawsuits here, folks. We've got to somehow get enough people in the game to where the courts can't ignore it. And that's going to be really difficult because the courts have just jettisoned these things. Even though many states said, wait a minute, we got a problem with the elections. The courts just jettisoned it. No matter that one of the biggest states in the country, Texas, literally sued it and just got shut down. So we got a real problem in the courts. And some are saying the courts aren't where we should take these things. But my response to that is this. We've got to try the peaceful solutions first. We have got to use the checks and balances. And oftentimes we lose, but many times if we do nothing, of course we'll lose, right? But many times if we do something, we'll win. So every time if we do nothing, we lose. So most of the time when we try to do something, we lose. But oftentimes there's a win. Look at Richard Mack who beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court to make the point. That wasn't a small thing. That Tenth Amendment greatest historical decision in history is critical crucial in modern times if we but use it if we but insist on it if we make it case precedent setting etc constitutional bearing solutions okay anyway so i commend donald trump for suing i know that it's a long shot lawsuit i get it but i also say we gotta go for the long shots because again doing nothing we lose for sure Doing something means there's a chance, an opportunity to win. And I submit to you that the more Donald Trump, if he's genuine about this, the more he links arms 
with all kinds of people, the greater chance we will have of success. And maybe it's better to have different lawsuits. Maybe um, these attorneys at this center, um, the Center for American Liberty, maybe they go their lawsuit alone and Donald goes his lawsuit alone. I don't know if it's better to have multiple lawsuits or one massive lawsuit. I would like to join, personally, I would like to join Donald Trump's lawsuit and join this uh, group's lawsuit, libertycenter.org's lawsuit. I'd like to join both of their suits because I think that my case is worthy of it. So anyway, I know these lawsuits are long shot. My prayers are with them. I know James Edwards' lawsuit back in the day was a long shot, and he lost and, and, and ran out of money. He could have kept up the fight if his attorney could have stayed true with him and everything else. Um, but these are battles we must engage in. We must fight. We must work at. Because even if we um, struggle and even if we lose, we're not going to lose every one of them, folks. Somewhere, somehow, um, the Lord's going to open a window for us. you got to believe that. You got to have hope in that. You've got to push the peaceful solutions all the time relating to that. Not only are these lawsuits happening, not only are these big companies locking us down and denying us access and, 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 and lying about fake news. Okay. If Facebook is now defining extremism and manipulating users, I kid you not. That's what they're doing, folks. Let me make this point. I got an email from a friend of mine, and he showed me a Facebook post. And in the background of the Facebook post, the background image of this, quote, Facebook warning is of the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States or colonies, right? That's the background of the image. And here's what the Facebook warning says that I received. Are you concerned that someone you know is becoming an extremist? Are you? Huh? We care about preventing extremism on Facebook. Others in your situation have received confidential support. And then the message says, how can you help? Hear stories. And get advice from people who escaped violent extremist groups. Then there's a button there that says get support and a button that says close. So you don't have to, you know, get support there, but they're literally peddling this propaganda now on Facebook saying, hey, we care about preventing extremism on Facebook. Others in your situation have received confidential support. Are you concerned that someone you know is becoming an extremist? Think about that, folks. Facebook defines extremism, manipulates users. This is a serious, serious thing because here's the problem with Facebook. Wow. What do we do with this? How can you help? Hear stories and get advice from people who escaped violent extremist groups. Now, here's the problem with the whole discussion.
what is a violent and an extremist group? Okay, the image came from a guy by the name of Chris Geo, I think. But I look at this and I go, wow. I don't know how to think about this. Because now you've literally got kind of like these governments of, of Hitler era. The brown shirts of the internet, so to speak, going, hey, are you being manipulated by people who aren't for the brown shirts? Are you manipulated by the people who aren't pro-government uh, media uh, manipulation of the press? Are you? And they're literally using this idea to say, hey, Jettison Liberty Roundtable. They've been taken down from Twitter. They're a violent extremist group. Donald Trump uh, led terrorists. Biden would say terrorists. Others would say extremists. But for sure, we're fake news advocates and should be taken down and stopped. That's a lie. We have never, ever, ever advocated any kind of violence, period. To suggest we have is a disingenuous lie. All right, so I commend Trump for suing Facebook. I commend Dylan and O'Hanley for filing a lawsuit. I'd love to be part of their lawsuits, but I don't know how to get a hold of these people. I don't know how to make it happen. I don't have any money and I don't have any time. And I don't have high, high floating connections to get a hold of these people. For some reason, I always hear in the news or some of these, uh, you know, high-end celebrities, they're like, I contacted Donald today or I did this or I contacted so- so-and-so reached out to whatever. I don't have anybody to reach out to. But I would like to be involved in these lawsuits because when Facebook defines extremism, manipulates users, are you concerned someone you know is becoming radicalized or an extremist? We care about extremism on Facebook. We want to help you. Hear stories and get advice from people who have learned how to get out of these groups. They're making it sound like listening to Liberty Roundtable Live is a cult. Right? I mean, it's crazy town. Okay, so they're trying to take us down, and if they can't totally take us down, they're trying to discredit us. And we got to stop this. This is serious indeed, folks. I kid you not. This is real. Facebook defines extremism, manipulates users. Incredible story. A sad tale to tell. I was trying to get someone on the radio with me to discuss this in greater detail of how sinister it is and how problematic that kind of uh, manipulation of messaging is. Because the Southern Poverty Law Center says I'm the biggest hate group in the state of Utah. Sam Bushman, little old me, hate group racist, right? Says the Southern Poverty Law Center. They lie. It isn't true. Yeah. All right, Tucker Carlson even getting the shaft. Tucker Carlson claimed on Wednesday that the National Security Agency, the NSA, leaked the contents of his emails to journalists as part of an effort to target his show and take him off the air. Appearing on Fox Business Mornings with Maria, host Maria Barbarano, or however you say her name, he basically said, hey, he was contacted by a journalist who read him back word for word what his emails say. And so then the the, um, NSA basically came back and said, no, we're not monitoring his show and trying to take him down. But strangely, they never said they weren't monitoring his emails. What does that mean, folks? So Tucker claims they're monitoring his emails and leaking them to try to take him off the air. They say, we're not trying to take Tucker off the air. 
he's not a, a person that we're watching or a person that's a... Well, ladies and gentlemen, if there's a crime, try me with it and let's get it over with. And if there's not, you need to shut that down. Tucker's right. Tucker Carlson claimed Wednesday that the NSA is literally targeting him. They claim they're not. The problem is that they didn't deny that they were um, not looking at his email or not leaking his email. So now the NSA in bed with Facebook, the president of the United States talking about domestic terrorism, the media jumping aboard and saying, hey, let's avoid extremism. We can get you help to get out of these cults if you believe in the views of Donald Trump or Sam Bushman or Tucker Carlson or anybody else. Biden now sending agents to your door. What do you think about this, folks? This is becoming seriously, seriously real. And the attack on we the people is out of control. It has got to be stopped. So I pray for Donald Trump's success in his lawsuit. I know it's a long shot, but I still stand behind it. Is Donald genuine? I don't know, but I pray that he is. I will try to get a hold of both of these groups and see if I can be part of the class action lawsuit. I would hope you guys would donate and help me get a lot of this done. It's time and money. I just don't have the staff to be everywhere and do everything. How do I go to the freedomfest.com event next on the 20th? Keep my show, run my business, take care of my family, work on these lawsuits, take the notes, upload the show. How do I do all these things? I need staff and I need your financial support to do it. LibertyRoundtable.com. LibertyNewsRadio.com, LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally today, would you please? That's a wrap of the news the networks refuse to use. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully it's educational and entertaining. I am Sam Bushman. I declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.